Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. We are glad that you're here today. Uh, we know that the Lord's going to bless our time together. Don't forget this coming Wednesday, we're going to start our Wednesday night service in the Fellowship Hall. So that starts at 6.30, normal time. Uh, so we'll be out there at 6.30 this Wednesday, uh, 10 a.m. till we tell you it's different uh, for the services here. Uh, we'll be talking more about uh, that in the very near future about how we're going to be getting back together in the buildings and we're going to be doing it and how it's going to be going so we're uh, we're grateful for that so we're glad that you're here today uh the title of the message is a house full of love and we're going to proverbs chapter 31 so we're excited about that this morning i know it'll be a blessing to you so brother ben's going to come and open us up with a word of prayer morning everybody it's good to see everybody Let's start out with a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day you've blessed us with. We thank you for just being a beautiful day, Lord. And we thank you for the ability to come here and gather together in your name. Uh, we just pray that you be a blessing to our hearts here this morning, Lord, no matter if it's inside the building or out, Lord. It's just the people who matter. It's you in our hearts, and we thank you for being able to be here. And Father, I just pray that you would just be with our pastors. He delivers the message here today, Lord, and I pray that you just be with the music, be with the message, and just be with our hearts. And we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. Just want to wish every, every mother out there a happy Mother's Day. There's a land that is fairer than days, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. We shall sing on that beautiful shore. The malicious the songs of the blessed, for the Spirit shall sorrow no more. Not a sign for the blessings of rest. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. To our bountiful Father above, we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of His love and the blessings that hallow our days. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. What a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wander in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling, He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross a Savior made me whole. 
My sin were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love, oh what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made, when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace, he proffered, he saved me, oh praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away. And my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure. There are so men and sublime. And it's because at that wonderful day, when at the cross I believed, richly eternal and blessings supernal from His precious hand I received. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away. And my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Uh, Tracy's gonna sing a special. Can y'all give a, a warming welcome for her? Oh, but too long a song. 
to have a great fall. Let me fall in love with you all over again. Let me know you as never That was wonderful. Thank you, Miss Tracy. We're glad that you're uh, here again with us today. Uh, we are, uh, irregardless of when we get back into the church building, uh, we're going to be having communion here in the next couple weeks. As soon as all the, uh, the cup and the bread gets here, we're going to continue to do as we would normally do. We're not going to allow this time to set us back. We're just going to continue to move forward and we will be in the building soon enough. So just enjoy the fresh air and being able to sit there in your car with your coffee cup and everything else. Just when we get back in the building, just don't bring your coffee cup inside, leave it in your car. So y'all got that? Ha 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 ha. All right. All right. Uh, happy Mother's Day. What a blessing it is uh, to be able to have mothers in our lives and uh, can take such a predominant place uh, and role in our life. Uh, there's 34 points. Now, I'm not going to be able to cover that this morning, obviously, but there are 34 points in Proverbs 31 that allows us as men, when we're looking for a wife, what we should be looking for in a biblical wife. And for women, and I've had a lot of women throughout the years of doing premarital counseling that uh, have asked me questions. They said, well, pastor, you know, what, what does God expect of me? What should I be doing? How should I be doing it? And I always refer them to uh, Proverbs chapter 31. Uh, so take the word of God today and apply it to your life. It doesn't matter how. You don't have to be married. You don't, uh, you don't have to be seeking uh, somebody to be your life's mate, uh, but take this information and maybe you can use it as a counselor uh, in a counseling time with somebody that you know or somebody that's going through hard times because you know in this time that we're in right now, uh, Satan is just prodding, he's pushing, and there's a lot of people that in their marriages are struggling right now. Uh, so maybe you can use the Word of God today to be a blessing to uh, somebody that you know. So before I pray and we get into this, I want you to think of this. In the first nine verses of Proverbs 31, King Lemuel, which is identified here in verse 1, is, has been encouraged by his mother. That before you even get into verse 10 of where the text starts today, that she tells her son, she says, these are the things that you are to avoid. Now, it's talking about unbiblical things, uh, immoral things, to abstain from all of those things, to allow those things not to be present in his life, that uh, he needs to just stay away from that, stay away from alcohol, anything impure, anything that would cause you to think ways you shouldn't be thinking or cause you to uh, influence your mind and your heart in different directions. So it's, it's encouraging when you look at the first nine verses because here, King Lemuel's mother is saying, you need to first take care of yourself before you look for a mate. You need to make sure your heart is right. You need to make sure that you're living your life the way you need to live it before you begin to look for a wife and a godly wife. So how can you be searching? Now listen to this. And the whole point of the first nine, verses, first nine verses of Proverbs 31 is this. If she's saying to her son, if your life is not right, you're not going to be looking for the right woman. 
Because if you're out and doing things you shouldn't be doing, if you're running the bars and you're doing drugs and you're doing all the things of the world and you're looking at the flesh and not the mind and the heart, she says that's the kind of person that you're going to wind up being with. And that person totally contradicts the 34 points that is written right after that. Does that make sense to you? So you need to understand that. So when you need to be an encouragement to somebody... Lead them to Proverbs 31, but let me encourage you with this. Just don't say go to Proverbs 31, because whether they've been in church all their life or they have no relationship with the Lord, it doesn't matter what it is. You need to be the instructor and the teacher and to help them to understand. So take these. Now, I'm only going to give you 11 points this morning. I will get through 11 points, okay? These, are, these were picked out as the Lord gave them to me. So I'm going to cover these 11 points, but I want you to go back and do your own personal study in the text. If you love the Lord, just say amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the humbling of our hearts. We thank you for the presence by which we are here. Father, what a beautiful facility this is. What a beautiful day it is that we can come gather together in your name for your purpose. And Father, Lord, we can just open our hearts and our minds to you. We can just thank you so much for all that you have done, Father, in the world, yet throughout the years and even today, Father, with the things that we go through, that, Lord God, that we're always trying to find reasons to not be what you have called us to be. And, Father, Lord, I pray for every Christian today, all across the world, regardless of what they're struggling with, regardless of what's taking place, the fears of the mind, the fears of the flesh, all of the things that's going on, Father, we ask that you would help them today to seek your wisdom and counsel and to understand exactly where their life is to be today. We thank you that you would just be with us through these next few moments as we spend this day together, that it would be a day of honoring and a day that we can complete our lives before you through your most precious word. We love you and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things about a virtuous woman, and again, we're going to start in verse 10 this morning, is I want to give you the understanding of what a virtuous woman is. What is a virtuous woman? A woman of virtue that is written out here in God's Word as being identified as a woman that is strong. Can you find these characters? I'm going to give you five quickly. Can you find these characters in a young lady? A young lady that's maybe in her late teens, early 20s. Can you see these things? Yes. These things that brings about the identity of a virtuous woman is not something that is found in the old age. It is something that is seen in the early age of her life. And she will represent these things. And these are the things that you're to be looking for. So a virtuous woman is strong. She has great strength. She has great abilities. What are these abilities? These are abilities to be a great wife, to be a great mother, uh, to be a great person in your household uh, as a husband, that she's somebody that you know that's going to be strong and she's going to stand by you and she's going to help you and encourage you. She has a, a woman, the, another part of the attribute of a virtuous woman is a woman that has a level of efficiency. She is dedicated, not dogmatic particularly saying, but she is dedicated to her family. She's dedicated and you can see that in her life. Uh, before you even get married. Now, the other part of this definition of a virtuous woman, it means that she's wealthy. This does not mean money, okay? We're not going to cover that today, but Proverbs 31 does cover that about finances with the woman. We're going to cover part of it, but not all of it. He's not talking about a, a woman of valor. A virtuous woman is not rich with finances, but rich within the heart, and the text will prove that today. And the last one is, is that the virtuous woman is a woman of valor. She's a woman of character. She's a woman that is willing to stand up and stand against people that are trying to hurt her husband or hurt her family, that she's willing to stand, listen to this, she's willing to stand against her own family to stand up with her personal family meaning her husband and her children. She's willing to stand up to her mom and dad or aunts and uncles or grandparents or whatever else it is. A virtuous woman is a woman that is willing to stand up against her family, taking accountability for her personal family because this is something that is vital to the marital relationship. Let's look at verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find a virtuous woman? Now, there's two parts to this, but I just want to give you the first one. Is this an unachievable goal? No, it is not an unachievable goal. And let me tell you what, for most men, unless the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and says, hey, this is the woman that I've chosen for you, she is going to be your wife, 
it may take months and for some people it may take years to be able to figure out exactly if a particular woman uh, is to be your wife and to be the mother of your children and to be the supporter of your life. So there are some people that just think, well, I can't find her. She's not in the world. Let me tell you what. There are very few virtuous women that the Word of God speaks about. But let me tell you what. For every Christian man, there is a virtuous Christian woman in this world waiting for you. You just need to take the time and seek out this woman. This is a challenge that for men that we need to be looking for these 34 attributes. As men, we need to be seeking to understand and know that we need to be patient. We need to be strong in our own faith character, in our own minds, in our own hearts. Why? Because at the end of verse 10, he simply says, for her price is above rubies. Simply meaning that a woman, a godly woman, a virtuous woman is not a woman that can be compared with worldly things. She is something. She is someone. She she is the accountability of your life that through the Word of God, as you study it, as you understand it, as you believe it, as you live it, all of these things are found to be the absolute truth. And it is attainable. So if you know of anybody that says, well, I just got to pick somebody because I'm getting too old or I can't figure it out or there's nobody out there, be an encouragement to them, especially if they're a child of God. Why? Because listen to this. When you're picking a mate, you're picking somebody that you know that you have have an ability to live life with and to be encouraged by and this is a spiritual decision of the mind and of the heart it is not a fleshly decision this is why when we find somebody that may be physically attractive to us does not mean that they are the person that we need in our life because eventually and you'll see and, and not in the text this morning but as you get to the end of chapter 31 that beauty is vain beauty means nothing because let me tell you what, it takes a very short period of time for the beauty of the flesh to become a contempt to the spirit inside of the mind and the heart. And you stop looking at the outside of the flesh because at some point in time, now what I'm about to say, listen to me, it gets old. And I'm not talking about the flesh, I'm talking about the beauty of what it is that you're looking upon. That you're not seeing, only thing you're seeing is the outside. What Jesus needs you to see is the inside. You need to see the beauty of the person and stop worrying about the the beauty of the flesh. Now, some of these characteristics, and I measure to say that all these characteristics are things that people today will ask and they'll say, wait a minute, this is old time. This is something that was an old way uh, because we're going to cover about a woman just, you know, being the stronghold in the house and being taking care of the business of the home and all those things. And so many people today say, well, these, these attributes of a virtuous woman don't apply today simply because the women have to be working. Let me explain something to you. Whether you're speaking about a mother or whether you're speaking about a father, a husband or a wife, the attributes still apply today. It doesn't matter if you're both working outside of the home or if only one of you is. It does not give you the ability to not be a virtuous woman just because you're not a stay-at-home mom. Does that make sense? You're not justified by doing the things of the world by the measures of your own desires simply because you work outside the home. So if you work outside the home and your family needs the finances, that's fine. You and your husband come to that relative understanding through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that's great. But it still does not keep you from walking through these absolute attributes that God's Word lays out for us here. Let's look at verse, uh, look at verse 12. When righteous men, oh, I'm sorry, we've got to get back to the right chapter. Verse 11, the heart of the husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. There again, there's two points to this. What is this? A godly man needs a godly woman that he can trust. There's a lot of men, I'm talking about Christian men, and there's a lot of Christian women out here that the Christian woman can't trust the Christian man and the Christian man doesn't trust the Christian woman. If you have found a virtuous person in your life, if you have found the woman, and I know guys will not admit to this. Oh, this is a heart attack for men because men are not willing to admit. Most men, most men, let me rephrase that. Most men are not willing to admit that they need a woman. 
they say, well, I, I'm a man. I can do what I want. I'll make my own decisions. I'll do what I think is right, and I'm going to do all this. Let me tell you what. Those are some of the weak-mindedest men I've ever run across in my life because I can tell you what. After being married for almost 29 years, I need a strong, virtuous woman in my life, number one, to keep me straight, and number two, when times get difficult, she's there to help me, and she's there to support me and to encourage me to be the person that I need to be so when we think that we don't need a woman, a Christian, a virtuous woman in our life, what you need to first search is your own mind and your own heart and realize what God has given you and you need to start appreciating her more. And I'll just say it for all you godly, virtuous women, amen. Now all the men's mad at me. Y'all be alright. It'll be okay. At the end of verse 11, he talks about so that he will have no need to spoil. She takes care of the home. Realizing at this time that the virtuous woman was a homemaker. She was at home. She was taking care of the home. She was taking care of the kids. She was taking care of the checkbook. She was taking care of everything. You know, the man can say, well, hey, I'm the one that brings home the bacon, but guess who cooks it? Amen? And I'm not talking about just in the frying pan. I'm talking about the one that actually takes care of the home. She is there. He has faith in her. He has trust in her. He knows that she's going to do well with the finances of the mind and of the heart. And also that of the finances that's being brought into the home. And, and a man of God that has that virtuous woman. There is so much ability to find praise and glory. Even on the worst of days. You want to come home to that virtuous wife. You want to come home and die into her arms you want to come home and hear her voice you want to come home and feel her touch you want to be around her you want that person to indwell in you and to invest in you something that only she can give you nobody can do that a mother's touch can't replace that a daughter's hugs cannot replace that there are things that a virtuous woman is the only person that can do those things and as men of God we need to appreciate them forever and at verse 12, it says, she will do him good and not evil throughout an entire lifetime. This is the word evil is talking about she will not be an adversary to you. She will not bring affliction to you. She will not bring great grief into your life and she will not make your life miserable. Now, let me explain one thing real quick. The Lord laid this on my heart early this morning. That does not mean that a virtuous woman does not have an opinion. That does not mean that a virtuous woman does not have the right nor the abilities to step up and to have a conversation with her husband and say, wait a minute, I think you're going in the wrong direction. Or I think you're not thinking this through enough. Or you're not going, you're taking our family somewhere where I don't feel... That's not saying she doesn't have an opinion. She absolutely has an opinion. But the difference in having an opinion and bringing contempt into the home and into the marital relationship is something that is totally different than you all understand understand that and people that suffer with this people that go through this and they say well pastor this is what's going on in my life this is what's going on in my family this is what's going on in my marital relationship how do i fix that the first way that you fix a marital relationship is stop pointing the finger at the other person you take a good look in the mirror and take a good reflection upon yourself and realize who you are and filter your life through the word of god so instead of finding fault in your wife find fault in yourself and then when you find fault in yourself you'll find less in your wife verse 13 or actually we're going to talk about here the 11 attributes of a virtuous woman let's go to verse 15 verse 15 of proverbs chapter 31 she riseth also while it is yet night and she giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens a virtuous woman is somebody that is always looking ahead a virtuous woman is somebody that is not just paying attention to what's in front of her face. She is a woman that is looking ahead so her household will remain strong, not only emotionally but financially. She is a woman that is searching out. She is a woman that is seeking out. And I'm telling you what, and I hope and pray that once all this mess is over with and America gets back to work, I hope and pray that we just don't go back further and deeper in debt, that we have a financial accountability of our homes and our 
our personal finances once we get through all of this, and I'm talking about the Christian community, that when we finally get back to it where we was once going out and splurging money, and whether you as a virtuous woman are taking care of the checkbook or not, that we find ourselves held accountable and understanding that we may be rich today, but we can be poor tomorrow. And we need to find that level of accountability. So if you're a penny-pinching woman, is there any out here today? Hey, God bless you. It's great to be a penny pincher. But at the same time that you're the kind of person, you're the virtuous woman of God that is constantly looking forward to the years and to the times and to the understandings that it is your responsibility in the home that you take responsibility when the man is not willing to or the man is not able to or better yet, as the virtuous woman is, when your husband looked at you and says, baby, I need you to just help me with this and you're not worried about spending it you first look to save it and then you find the middle ground with spending finances that's a virtuous woman see y'all didn't even think that was part of the bible did you that is part of being a virtuous woman it is taking care of your home and looking ahead uh, verse 16 she considereth the field and she buys it she considers a field. She considers what it is. She considers what the field can produce. Does it have good soil? Does it have longevity of life? Can she buy the field and can she immediately use it? Or is it something that she can buy in hopes that it would uh, yield uh, fruit in the future? That's not what the Word of God says about a virtuous woman. She's a woman that looks upon something. She sees the value. She sees the value of how it will affect her life and her personal life and her family life and then she finds herself accountable before she buys it but with the fruit of her hands she planteth the vineyard this is somebody that is just still willing to work it's a virtuous woman a woman of god is somebody that's willing to put their their hands uh, uh to to the abilities of, of being able to take care of their home and again you have to remember the mindset of the era of the time of the culture when this is being written and it needs to go back to that we need our wives to be i'm just going to say this out loud our wives need to be back home they don't need to be out in the workplace and you say well pastor she has to work well, then we need to start downsizing. We need to start coming up with some kind of financial plan where we can get the wives back into the home where she needs to be, not because we think that she needs to be, but because the Word of God honors a virtuous woman in the home that she can be there to be the mother, to be the wife, to be the child of God that she needs to be. And we need the wives of God in the homes today. And we need to stop worrying about them being out in the work field all the time. They need to be in a place where they bring strength and I'll tell you this I don't care what any man says and I'll be glad to sit down and talk to any Christian man that thinks that he is the strength of the home I again praise God August to be 29 years and the strength of my home throughout the years that I have been married has not been found in the strength of an arm or the strength of a back but the strength of the Christian home is found in the heart of the wife and the mother and that's where it needs to be again. And that's where we need to be coming back to. Verse 17, she girdeth her loins with strength and she strengtheneth her arms. What does this mean? She equips herself spiritually. I love this part. This is probably to me one of the greatest attributes out of this, except for the last one we're going to see down in verse 30. But one of the greatest attributes of a, of a virtuous wife, of a virtuous godly wife, she is somebody that takes personal responsibility for her own spiritual life and she first steps up and steps out in faith and she does what she needs to do before Jesus Christ before she even begins to think about what she's going to do and be before her her husband and her family she is willing to take that but she also listen to this a virtuous woman is a woman that has mental and physical strength to fulfill God's will for her life Amen. I can tell you now, as a man of God, whether I was a pastor or a truck driver or whatever it was that I could be in my, in my life, I don't need my virtuous wife to be one thing other another above the abilities of being the great Christian woman that she needs to be. I need her to walk with the Lord. I need her to talk with the Lord. I need her to fulfill God's will. I need her to do everything that she can do for herself spiritually, and then I come next. 
Come on now, y'all understand what I'm saying? A virtuous woman is a woman of value. She is a woman that finds the abilities inside of herself to take upon herself spiritual accountability. And by taking upon herself spiritual accountability, then once she's taken care of her own self, then she can take care of her family by the way that the Word of God lays out these virtuous opinions and abilities in the Christian life. Let's look at verse 18. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. Now again, she perceives, she understands, and this can only be fully understood if she's a virtuous woman that's taking care of her personal spiritual needs between her and her Lord and Savior first, but yet she perceives that her merchandise is good. She finds her, her ability, she finds her understanding that what she does, pay attention to this, what she does, what, what the writer is saying here is, is that what she does brings honor to God first. What she does with her husband or what she does with her family or what she does around the house, it doesn't matter what it is. She first seeks out the wisdom of the spiritual understanding and the spiritual accountability that what she does, she first does to bring God honor and to bring God glory. But she is also prepared. She is also prepared at the end of verse 18. Her candle does not go out by night. She is a woman that is prepared. She is a woman that, that is in preparation of whatever it is that life is going to bring to her as a wife, as a spouse, as a helper, as a mate, as a mother, as a grandmother. It doesn't matter what it is that she is constantly thinking ahead. She is thinking about what is best for her and whatever it is that, that is there to be a, a help and a support not only to herself and her family but first to her husband and let me understand that let me let me give you this quickly one of the things that we begin to misunderstand about the doctrinal and theological matrix of a human relationship between men and women is this is that God must be first and foremost in your life if you're a born again Christian Jesus Christ has to be first before your husband, before your wife. Once Jesus is put in its proper place in your life and in your heart, then you can become the wife or the husband that you need to be. Because let me tell you what, there's a lot of Christian parents out there that they think that once they get a little bit older, they've been married for more than probably today, 24 hours, but you know, they've been married for you know a, a couple years, whatever the case would be, and the marriage begins to grow dull, and now all of a sudden that their, their attention is not on their husband. I'm talking about Christians now. Now, that their attention is no longer on their mate their attention begins to reflect on their kids let me tell you what you want to be a great parent you better be a great spouse first and I'll just say amen for you and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether it's your kids or grandkids or great grandkids or whatever else it is you need to find that strength and that understanding let's look at verse 19 she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. What does this mean? She's not afraid to work. Now I can tell you right now, throughout the years I've been dealing with people, there's a lot of women that's afraid to work. And I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not being mean by saying that. Let me tell you what, guys. If there's somebody out there that's looking for a virtuous woman and she's lazy, you, you better be leery of what you're fixing to walk into. Now, I'm being serious. I'm not being rude and I'm not being mean. I'm just bringing the accountability of God's word to us today that if you're looking for somebody to be a life's mate and that person's willing to do nothing more than what they have to do or what she has to do, she's not willing to go above and beyond and she's the one that's always sitting around. She's the one that expects you to cater to her. Let me tell you what, you better grab your bag and I'm talking about your heart's bag and you better hit the door running. I can tell you now, because I promise you, those attributes will stick with that woman. Now, if she's not saved and she comes to know Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ can change her heart. But here we're talking about what it is that we're looking for. What it is that a virtuous woman should be wanting to be. And this is not just men judging women. This is when women judging themselves before God so that they can be the woman that they need to be before their man. Verse 20. She stretches out her hand to the poor. 
So you've seen all the other attributes of what we have spoken about here. She's business-minded. She's hard-working. She's continually working. She has a godly perception. She has preparation of the mind and of the heart. And yet here, when we look down at verse 20, she stretches out her hand to the poor. What a phenomenal attribute. Whether this is somebody you're looking to marry or somebody that you're married to, it doesn't matter. You apply it to your life however it fits today. This is a woman that has is so spiritually prepared. Now pay attention to this. I'm going to break this down for you really quick. She has been so spiritually prepared that her life is right with Jesus Christ. Her walk with the Lord is strong. She knows she's taking care of her family. She knows she's taking care of the helping take care or taking care of the finances of the house. She's taking care of her kids. She's fulfilling the wills of God for her life. She's taken the spiritual matrix of her personal welfare and her personal life before Jesus Christ and she looks back on all of the things that's important to her, but because she's a virtuous, strong woman, she has not only prepared herself and her family financially, morally, spiritually for the future, she has an overabundance enough of it that she can actually take a little extra and give it away. Does that make sense to you? She's a woman that's willing to reach out past the walls of your home with your family that she is taking care of what's first most important to her life and yet because she's done what she needed to do as a virtuous woman, she now has the capabilities and wants and abilities of a godly woman, a godly virtuous woman to now be able to go out to the poor and to help them as well. And you don't want to know what the best part about that is? Listen to me. You want to know what the best part about all that is? It's simply this. It's not that she's going out and helping somebody else. It's that her family is supporting her in doing it because there's a love support in the home to where husband and children are not finding themselves to be jealous because she's doing something for somebody else. They support her in what she's doing because the virtuous woman has reproduced the love of Jesus Christ in their home first and has found herself to be accountable in her home first and they are willing to stand behind and support her in all that she wants to do. That's pretty good, isn't it? That is great. I love that. I mean, what a phenomenal blessing to be able to, to listen to the Word of God and to understand how the Word of God affects our life today. Again, verse 20, she stretched out her hands to the poor. Yea, she searcheth forth her hands to the needy. This is an action. This is a moving forward. This is something that she is doing. Let's look at verse 23. Her husband, oh, men of God. Amen. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. What is this? Now listen to me. This is not just the woman, the wife, the virtuous wife bragging on her husband. This is the virtual husband bragging on his virtual wife. When he's in public... He is represented well by his godly wife. When he is in a place of authority, he is represented well by his virtuous wife. Whether it's that of politics or of a public affair, or whether it be a position in the church, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you have any position in the church. It doesn't matter if you do anything at the church house except show up uh, every week to listen to the Word of God. If you do nothing in the church, it doesn't matter. When you as a man of God are walking down the, the aisles of a grocery store or, the, or out somewhere or somebody uh, rides by and you're outside and, and you're there doing whatever it is that you're doing and somebody looks at uh, sees your wife in the, in, the, in the background, she's doing something with the kids or whatever else she's doing, and that man can look at you and he can say, you know, brother, praise God, if they're brothers in Christ, that he can look at her or look at him and say, you know, you're a blessed man as blessed as I am. Isn't it great having a godly, virtuous woman as your wife? 
Isn't it great having somebody in your life that you know not only supports you, they stand by you, they don't go out in public and, and bash you, they don't bash you on Facebook, they don't bash you on text messages, they don't do anything to hurt you. Listen, y'all may not listen, and they can look at you and say, man, how long have you been married? So I've been married for 10 years. Have you ever had an argument? Well, yeah, we've had a couple times where we've had an uh, uh, heightened discussion over a personal matter. Does that sound good? But we would never know that because every time that we see you, you're always smiling and laughing, even in the midst of great pain. Are you getting this? This is where the virtuous woman, the woman of God, when she first takes the spiritual accountability of her life and she begins to produce this, this is not just so she can make her husband look good. It's that her husband can look in his own life, in his own heart, and say, I praise glory to God and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that she is my wife. Come on now. And this is what the Word of God is texting uh, to our minds and hearts tonight. This is what it's saying. She is and she wants. And the last thing I want to say about verse 23 is this, is that she, listen to me, a virtuous woman wants her husband to succeed in everything that he does. Not because he becomes richer so she can spend more. Not because she, he becomes richer so they can live in a better house and they can brag before other people. Not that she, he becomes great and has a greater name so she can bounce off of that name to make herself feel good about herself in front of her family and friends. She is a woman that supports her husband and wants him to be the best ditch digger in the world, wants him to be the best retired man in the world, wants him to be the best anything that he is. And she is a woman that first seeks out the abilities to be a blessing to her husband and a blessing to God, just doing the right thing and being the right person and she does not bring in the pain she does not bring in the afflictions she does not bring in the grief she is not selfish she is selfless she is one that gives more of herself away than she receives into her own life because she knows that the more she may give with her mind and her heart and her spirit she knows that whatever she gives away jesus will replace it threefold now y'all women know exactly what i'm talking about I see some of you shaking your heads. Guys, you better be shaking your heads too. Be praising God for that woman. Praising the Lord for who she is. Praising the Lord that she's willing to sacrifice herself to satisfy that of the love of God and the love of her family. And she is pouring herself out. There's a great point to this. And I'll have this in a, in a couple verses. Uh, uh, being able to bring out how, what it is, the abilities, and what it is, the purpose, what it is, the understanding of what it is that she gives. And, what a, and again, what a blessing it is when somebody comes up to you, doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter who, whether you know know them or don't know them or met them just recently it doesn't matter but when somebody comes up to you and says you know you're a blessed man and the first thing that comes out of their mouth listen to me i'm gonna move on and the first thing that comes out of their mouth is not the house you live in or the car that you drive or the finances you have in the bank when they look at you and the first words out of their mouth is you're a very blessed man because of your wife and because of your family and when that happens, you better give all honor and glory to Jesus Christ first. And then you need to take that time to praise and to thank God for your wife and to thank your wife publicly as well for what she has done. Amen. Verse 26. A virtuous woman opens her mouth with wisdom. This is a woman that is not quick speaking, but is quiet spoken. Does that make sense to you? Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got a mouth. Everybody can say and do things. But she here, this virtuous woman, has been held accountable by the Word of God this morning, says that she opens her mouth with wisdom. She thinks through things. We just saw that. Remember in the text earlier, she considereth the field before she buys it. She's a virtuous woman is a woman that thinks before she speaks. She's a woman that is holding accountable not only to God first what she what it is that she's about to say, but what also it is that that person needs to hear. And let me tell you this so I can move on. A virtuous woman, let me tell you now, if you are a virtuous woman in Jesus Christ, there's times that you're going to have to say some harsh things to hard-headed people. 
Why, y'all sleep? There we go. I know you was just thinking about your conversation you had last night, but that's it passed all that. But here we understand that she is a woman that opens her mouth with wisdom. She thinks again before she speaks. She holds accountable herself to, to her God, her Christ, her Savior, and to the Word of God. But she also in her tongue is the law or is in the law of kindness. And what does that mean? That she just within her mind and in her heart, she applies, listen to me, she applies a virtuous woman, even in the greatest of difficulty, she applies life lessons to not only apply it to her own life but that she can be a great counselor to others that's what she's talking about that's what the word of God is talking about in verse 26 she's a godly counselor she is somebody that is not only counseling her children or her grandchildren or other friends it doesn't matter who the person is she is a woman of personal accountability she is a woman that has learned the abilities to be a greater witness for Jesus Christ she has learned that not all of life's pre pressures and problems that come in life are going to throw her under the bus and be back backed over and backed over again a virtuous woman is a woman of strength she's a woman of efficiency she's a woman of valor and she is a woman that understands that no matter what happens or has happened in her life that she has found a way to apply it to a way that brings glory to God in Jesus Christ verse 27 she looketh well to the ways of her household and she eateth not the bread of idleness. She's a woman that is energetic. She is a woman that is obviously and always occupied by her responsibilities. What does that mean? You say, I got to work 20. Pastor, you're, I ain't got time to work 20. That, is, that ain't what the text said. What the text said was, is that she looketh well to the ways of her household. She's going to take care of her house and she's going to do it in a way that she fulfills her biblical responsibilities to Jesus, her husband, her kids, no matter who it is in the household. She is somebody that is willing to take upon herself the responsibility that is hers, that she deems to be hers, that the desire of her heart that is hers and she will not find herself to be idle in fulfilling those those ideas what he's saying here in the word of God says is that in her mind she is always occupied about her responsibilities and is she fulfilled y'all got that and that goes well past the kitchen this is a woman that is virtuous. This is a woman that is strong. This is a woman that is always thinking about her family. This is a woman that's always putting her family before herself because she has first put Christ before her own life. And because Christ is at the forefront of her life, then she can take her family and put them at the forefront of her life. Not in front of Jesus, but because of Jesus, because of her relationship with Christ, she can fulfill all of her responsibilities. Verse 28. Are you ready? This is the good one. This is the one I was bringing up a while ago. A virtuous woman in verse 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. <clears throat> her husband also. He praises her. Y'all got that? Now I know when we're raising our kids, they re they're rebelling against authority. Not all. Most. Yeah, we'll say most. But not all. But you know what a blessing it is, irregardless of the age of our children. Listen to me. And I know this is important to a virtuous woman. If you don't even hear it with your own ears, but your child has went to a family friend or a school teacher or a Sunday school teacher or a pastor, anybody, and your children say, you know, I am so grateful for my mom. She's always there. She's always taking care of me. She loves me unconditionally, even though I've put conditions on our relationship. She has loved me unconditional. She has always been there. She has always taken place. And let me tell you what, the older I get and the older our kids get, I appreciate it more now 
as our kids are older than when they were younger. When they were younger, that was great to be able to have. I don't know. Do we ever hear that? Yeah, we heard it a few times. To where our kids would brag, uh, would, would, would give compliments about Tracy and I and taking care of them. But let me tell you what. When a, when a nearly or 30-year-old child comes up to you, or 40-year-old child, or 60-year-old child, I don't care how old the child is, when your child walks up to you or somebody else and says, listen, I am the most blessed, I am the most fortunate, I am the most absolutely compelled by grace child because my mom is who she is. What a blessing. And y'all mothers, you know that. And what a blessing it is. And again, that they come. But not only this, but quickly, uh, understand this, that it's not only the kids doing it, it's the husband doing it. And it's not in a little card because you brought home flowers because you was being a knothead the day before and you made her mad. That's not the accountability. The accountability of the text today is, is that you stand up and when you go to work or you go here or you go there or you're standing in a checkout line and somebody makes a compliment or somebody says something, you go, that's right, that's my wife. Ain't she beautiful? She's my wife. I love her with all my heart. And so many times throughout the years and, and somebody, you may be out with your wife and somebody's looking at them and you're one of those guys that you get upset because somebody's looking at your wife instead of getting all puffed up like a chicken because you know you ain't going to do nothing anyway because you're afraid to go to jail. Come on, amen. Why don't you just puff yourself up and go, that's right, she's my wife. And guess what? She's fixing to get in my car. And when we pull away, she's going to our house. And she's my wife today, tomorrow, and for the rest of my life. Because I love her. And I'm blessed to have her in my life. Amen. As I close. Verse 30. Favor or charm is deceitful. And beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. I know, and I'm not ignorant to say that a lot of times one of the first things that we're attracted to is the flesh. Men and women both. There was a time when you first saw your wife or you first saw your husband and you looked at them and you're like, wow, she is so beautiful. And you looked at that guy as I know you did. And you thought, wow, he's so handsome. But here was the greater blessing. He opened his mouth and you heard from his heart. He was a virtuous man. He wasn't a man that just captivated the eye. He was a man that captivated your heart. And as much as you need to be a virtuous woman, women of valor, women of faith, women of Jesus, you need your husband to be the same. Remember, a virtuous woman brings about no ill will. She brings about no intentional hurt. She's not a woman that is pushing her own agendas, her own opinions. She wants her own thing. Because first, she is held accountable before Jesus Christ. And she's doing everything that she can to be a blessing to her Lord and Savior first, her husband second, and then her family after that. What does this text mean to you? I don't know. I have no idea. I challenged my heart this over the last week as the Lord gave this to me. I said, Lord, how, how do we hold ourselves accountable? How do I preach this? How do I bring this? How do I bring this, this text of understanding? Lord, what can I say? What can I do? How many points this? How many that? Lord, what can I do? And the only thing that kept coming back to my mind and my heart was the Lord just simply says, you do what I tell you to do. You convey it the way I tell you to convey it. I'll deal with their hearts. You just deal with your own. Yea, Lord, here am I. I don't care where your life is at today. I know that we have some unmarried, we have some married, and we have some widows. You say, well, this has nothing to do with me. I, I can't apply this to my life. Let me tell you what. The best thing that you can be, if nothing else, is to be a counselor to others. Be a counselor to others. Invest your time and your energy into somebody else that's going through the exact struggles that you and your husband went through or are going through. Hold yourself accountable before God. Hold yourself accountable before yourself. And you take care of those two. 
then the accountability between you and your family will come to an end because you will always put them first at the forefront of your heart because Christ is there. I don't know if you need to make a decision for Jesus Christ or not. I don't know what your position is with the Lord. You may know Him. You may not know Him. Maybe you're second-guessing yourself. Maybe you're trying to figure out this Christian thing, this religious thing. Maybe you've called yourself a Christian for the last 30 years, and yet now you just, in your heart, you just, I don't know. I don't even know if I actually am saved. I'll hang around for a few minutes after service. Come talk to me. But if you know that you're lost and you know that you need Jesus to be at the forefront of your life, to be your Lord and Savior, you need to take this time now to ask Him and Him alone to forgive you of all of your sins and to receive Him into your heart and life to be your Lord and Savior. Lord, I hold myself accountable before You now, giving all that I have and all that I am before You. Christians, maybe you need to rededicate your life. Whatever you need to do, do today. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. As we can only touch the ears of men, Father, you are the only God that can touch the hearts directly. Father, we commit this time, we commit this word, we commit this message before you. And Father, we just pray that you take this time and use it for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.